0: Everybody, welcome back to the Keep It Moving podcast. Uh, this is Dr. Andrew Eccles, physical therapist, and uh, as always, with me is Ben Eccles. We're excited to uh, come to you guys today to talk about a, a topic that I'm sure everyone is is uh, now starting to consider, and it's the return to activities. So, COVID nineteen, of course, had definitely you know put everyone down for a little bit, and slowly ramping back into. Um, whether restaurants, gyms, um, just, uh, you know, interactive activity, every state being a little different and every city being a little different. But uh, we really wanted to dive in today and talk to you guys about the the appropriate way to get back into some of that activity, whether that's running, the gym, and so forth. So, uh, Ben, let's take it away from there.
1: Sure, yeah. We want to make sure everybody gets back uh, safely and cautiously, both Uh, Health-wise, with this pandemic and this quarantine coming, hopefully, to a close soon. uh, But also, we want to make sure that everybody physiologically is staying safe um, as they ramp up their activity. Um, So, obviously, Andrew, I know you are an expert, and everybody that's been listening knows that you're the expert in the subject. So, I'm excited to pick your brain a little bit. Um, So, just kind of for starters, I wanted to have you kind of break down how long it's really been since we've been able to you know go to the gym or be outside with people uh whether that's you know a yoga class or they they went to orange theory or whatever it is how long it's really been for people since they've uh, gotten to do those things
0: yeah well i mean of course i think every state might be a little different but from our state of minnesota and especially um in minneapolis the i think it's been now uh well for sure two months i think three months yeah. um from from when things have you know when when we started the uh, st- some form of the stay at home order so um i know of course in any group gatherings uh were some of the first things to be shut down so uh it's definitely been been a while now when we consider you know double digit weeks
1: yeah it, it's kind of crazy to think about i was actually for the podcast i was kind of thinking about you know what we could compare that to and it's almost like it's been a full like winter right it's been a full almost three months that people haven't been able to do what they do and if that's running outside for you and you've been really cautious and you didn't want to go on any you know highly ran trails or parkways or anything like that right i mean that's a long time to not do what your body's used to you doing so what are some some implications that that might have for somebody that wants to get back out on the trail or back on their bike or back to the gym
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing we want to consider is, um, a good, you know, a good mindset to take is we don't want to do too much too fast after doing too little for too long and really let that soak in because we are all trying to get back into a routine. I think everyone, you know, as, as the human population goes, it's just, most of us are routinists and and so if that is a running routine or a gym routine um, a swimming routine that is uh, there's a structure to that and if we try to get back into said structure especially if we were really kind of firing on all cylinders at one point before we had to take an abrupt halt uh, that is just not the ideal scenario right away because that will be we will be asking too much of our body too quickly, which before we had to shut it down, it was probably handling very well. And we'll get into a little bit of why this change happens, but um, we just have to make sure that if we do, if we try to jump into the old routine, the human body has, has detrained so to speak. And uh, that's definitely something that has to have a appropriate ramp up process.
1: And you know i I completely agree, but to play the devil 's advocate a little bit but andrew i I ran five miles every day before we were stuck at home all the time how How could my body not just get back into that right away
0: right right and that 's a difficult conversation to have with people because especially i mean I think runners are a great example is uh you take running away from a runner and it's um it's like taking coffee away from from someone who who is a coffee, coffee addict. addict right yeah. yeah. Um, it's just, what do you mean? I can't just do it how I used to do it. And it, most of that, you know, trying to break it down is it? it's really the sake of the, the human body is a very well-structured machine, right? The one of the best ones out there and similar to any other actual machine. If, you know, let's use our car, for example, if, if you don't run your car for a week in the winter time and then you go to try to turn it over by turning it on, you're going to get that rumble of the engine to say, okay, I think I can, I think I can, And then it finally turn, you know, kicks over. But it's, it's not just something that, that happens right away. And, and the human body is the same way in that aspect of we need to slowly reteach it because the muscles are, forget kind of that mo- the, the rhythm of how you ran. The joints aren't used to the impact like they were before. Same with the tendons. So all that stuff is like relearning how to ride a bike again.
1: Right. Yeah. And I think it's also important to note that even if you were doing those at-home workouts and trying to get that sweat in every day, even if you were cooped up in your house, or your apartment, it's important to note, like what Andrew said, that your body still is deconditioned from what you were doing previous. You you were not running five miles a day by doing 100 jumping jacks or doing whatever. So it's it's great that people were trying to stay as active as possible in the circumstances that they were in, but it's important to note that that doesn't mean that your body didn't feel the changes and didn't go through those changes as you were Uh, doing things differently than you would have otherwise right yeah i mean the best
0: way to the best way to get better at something is to continue to do it right so to your jumping jack example um, doing more and more jumping jacks will get you really great at jumping jacks and it's keeping your cardiovascular system going and so your heart rate stays up and that's all good for your full systemic health of course but to the sake of how does that translate to swimming Right. Well, cardiovascularly wise, great. I'm keeping a strong heart rate. So I'm, I'm maintaining a good, um, you know, cardiovascular system, but I'm not using my arms like I would when I'm swimming. I'm not right. kicking my legs like I would when I'm swimming. So that direct translation would certainly be different because you're not, you know, getting better at the task because you're not doing the task.
1: Right. Absolutely. I think that's something really important to keep in mind as all of us are trying to get back to a semi-normal uh, workout routine or just life routine. Uh, so Andrew, you talked about, so let's use the example of, you know, the swimmer that wasn't able to get in the pool. Um, or we could do a runner or biker that, you know, their their joints aren't used to that impact that they had. What what are some of the things that can happen physiologically uh, when when you are deconditioned? when you, you aren't able to do those you know exercises that your body is used to you doing
0: yeah so let's kind of take it from um, an extreme example and say someone who is a, a you know an intense five day a week biker runner swimmer and now they can't do that and they just stop completely so that person sure. right away will definitely probably see muscle atrophy or, or um, muscle um, loss uh, the, the loss of true muscle mass being atrophy and that will directly translate into loss of power loss of strength now what we've noticed in the research is once you get back into that activity your body um, in the whole quote-unquote term of muscle memory is it actually shows that then you can regain that at a quicker rate because you had built up those fibers in the past as compared to never having done it so that is a positive but um, if we just stop it completely you will see that atrophy now, to so let's say to um, that return for either that person or the person who maybe um, is doing, you know, they did a little bit during the time off, but uh, but now they're, you know, returning full guns a blazing. the biggest thing we'll probably see is some of that acute pain, acute being, you know, short-term. That can be from an inflammatory response, so commonly noticed with, you know, sprains of the ankle or... Or of the wrist you just get that you know, that swelling it doesn't necessarily need to be accompanied by true visible swelling but you can get an inflammatory response to that area of pain because of the tissue not reacting the way it um, it should to if you were trained in that activity so you are working harder in that tissue than what the tissue is capable of which can stimulate a reactive inflammatory response that's probably the most right. common thing of course, to the extreme, um, as far as injuries are concerned, you, you you know we never hope to see the sake of uh, you know tendon ruptures or um, you know significant ligaments uh, sprains and stuff like that, um, but it, it certainly is possible.
1: So it's almost that your body is almost telling you to slow down, um, and they're they're forcing you to slow down by by causing that inflammatory response or you know that pain that's kind of what what pain is right it's that your your body is reacting to something that you're doing and it doesn't like what you're doing so it's sending those signals to your brain and it's telling you to stop stop turn the red lights on
0: exactly yeah it's the natural pump the brakes scenario within the human body it doesn't always mean that there's tissue damage so so that's where of course when we start to have aches and pains it's not necessarily oh my gosh something is wrong but it is definitely the the um, the alert system to say, hey, we got to pay attention to this.
1: Sure. It's it's like putting your hand on a fryer and you, your body automatically pulls away. You don't even have to think about it because yep. that's kind of what your your body is inherently trained to do. Exactly. Um, so. So let's say somebody's listening to this podcast and they they take our advice full swing. They want to be very careful with how they get back into their exercise routine what are some main things that they can think about or, um, you know, go into the gym with their, their brain on these goals and these things that they should do to kind of get their body back up to where it was? Yeah,
0: yeah. I think there's there's some definitely some big variables to consider here. Um, and those being the load of the activity, the frequency, the volume. And those, I think if we can continue to, you know, appropriately take those variables into account, we can, we can definitely have uh, some a good impact in returning to said activity. So load being the, the amount of, you know, let's speak it to weightlifting. So I think that's the easiest one to judge. Um, yeah. How much weight am I lifting? How much am I pushing around? That, of course, should be scaled way back if you haven't been doing that activity in, time, in the, the time off to appropriately ramp back up towards your uh, you know your ideal um max weight and what what have you um right. frequency being how many days of the week am i doing that um uh, and, and so to that is you know if, if you used to be a seven day a week work working out it's probably okay to do that but then you have to make sure that again you're looking at your other variables if you're modifying how frequent you're working out then maybe you could do a little bit extra load that could be okay if you're giving your body that adequate time to rest because you're only maybe working out three days a week rather than the full seven or you're doing four whatnot but but um that is another thing to consider is that that frequency Um, Really, just want to make sure that if you're changing one, you can change the others as well. You can change all three if you want, and that's probably the best thing to do right away. But if you're not changing any of them, then that's where you start to get into this gray area of potentially causing some irritation.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, I almost think about it like it's three dials, you know, like yep. on an amp or, you know, three three different things that you can kind of adjust in terms of how intense or non-intense you want your exercise to be. Mm-hmm. And really what it comes down to is people being responsible with their own bodies and thinking, okay, I listen to the Keep It Moving podcast. I know that I can't do the volume, the load, and the frequency that I had been doing previously. So which one do I want to come in lowest at? Oh, I only have I, have, I have a lot of work to catch up on because I wasn't able to go into the office for the last, you know, quarter. So I'll do it less times per week. You know, maybe I can ramp up the amount of time that day that I go running, but maybe I don't yep. want to run as fast or something like that. So it's just, you know, it's, it's almost having that negotiation with yourself and exactly. wanting to improve, but at the same time, knowing that you need to be careful because there are some, you know, some things that can do damage when you, when you try to push it too far.
0: Yep. Yep. And I, and that just reminded me, I did not speak on volume. I apologize. Um, So that being more to the, how much are you doing in in a specific day? So to the running, that's the how many miles am I going to the weightlifter? That's how many sets and reps am I doing? Um, And, and I think, you know, every sport or every activity, one of those variables is probably more important to modify than another and and so that's also something to consider and certainly seek out um again more opinions on that for your proper um training but right. but to those yeah to to that aspect, I think you tend to see from my experience you tend to see the um individual who is you know gung ho On trying to get back into the gym as much as they were so they try to not change their frequency and they might change their volume and they might change their their uh, load but to try to get back into seven days a week is really tricky right away if you had been that that acute complete stop Right, someone right. went from doing things all the time to not doing anything. It's just not feasible to re ramp back up that frequency to the highest extent. Right. Um, to extreme. Exactly, exactly. Uh, I tend to when I'm trying to program for people, I tend to find that the the ones that make the the biggest difference are the that load and that frequency. I think volume is actually okay to maintain, but. I mean, and that, of course, that's very you know person specific, of course. And but uh, I think it's it's easier to see the recovery and the growth back into the way people want to um, get back into their activity if we can modify frequency and modify that load in the early stages, and then getting back into you know the ideals for all three. But right. But um, that, that's that's personal opinion.
1: Right, so maybe taking the taking the free weights down a couple pounds or running a couple miles per hour less fast than you normally are used to.
0: mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. Awesome. Makes sense to me So besides you know getting in the gym or getting on the trail and thinking about these three dials that we just talked about and adjusting them accordingly, or getting an opinion from a physical therapist or a personal trainer or someone you trust in that world. What can people be thinking about uh, outside of exercise that might be able to help them um, with recovery, with prepping, with all that kind of stuff?
0: Yeah, I think, you know, listening to your body is always important. So if you if you start to feel different with an activity that is, you know, less, um, I'll say pleasant than it, than it was before, um, <laughs> speaking to the sake of, it, well, that didn't bother me before and now it does. Right. Um that 's always important to the, the body's trying to tell you something again it isn't certainly an alert system to say hey there's something to pay attention to here so uh if you 're a fan of of ice or heat, you know, I never stray people away from those. I will say that um, the gentleman who uh, deemed the term rice rest, ice, compression, and elevation, you know, and very commonly we we think about that in in, you know, at least, Ben, when you and I were growing up going through sports, that was very commonly right. talked about. Um, yep. The gentleman who had created and deemed that term actually has now come back and, and debunked it and said that uh, he doesn't believe in it as much anymore. Oh, interesting. So, and, and a lot of the rehab world is moving away from icing just due to the fact that what we're finding is it's slowing the inflammatory process down. And the inflammatory process is meant to be a part of our body system for a reason it is trying to heal us so if we try to slow it down are we technically delaying recovery so there's really more of a a a bigger push i mean physical therapy has always been a push towards active recovery but it's even bigger towards you know um, tolerated active recovery and less in regards to the passive modalities such as ice um, to to improve that healing process so it, it's i that's not to say you should you definitely should still listen to your body and if you've had success with ice before be my guest and i do still use ice myself for certain things but i always want to make sure to follow that up with that active recovery ice by itself is definitely not going to take care of the problem as quick as as you want it to so um getting back into easy movements grading grading that exposure back into some of the harder things and, but always listening to your body, I think, is the most important thing, whether um, this is uh, someone who's wanting to get into, you know, higher level activity or just back to daily living.
1: Right. Interesting. That's, that's why I like to keep you around, because I had no idea that, uh, that rice <laughs> had been partially debunked. Well, I mean, I think it, it speaks to a larger point, too, that, you know, the, the latest medical research and papers that come out are you know they're hotly debated right there's there's oh yeah all the time and 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 science is a it's a game of you know debunking and proving things wrong so it's it's always interesting to hear new stuff it doesn't mean that you know the entire landscape of exercise recovery changes today because you know we heard about that study but it's interesting to you know, have someone like you that, is, that, that likes reading about that stuff and then it's up to date on that stuff. Um, and anybody that is you know, wanting to optimize their recovery and optimize their exercise, it just shows the value in having a professional, like a physical therapist or a personal trainer that's well versed in you know, the medical research and things like that. It's, it's just valuable to have someone like that on your side or that you can talk to because a lot of us don't have the time to you know, pour over that research yeah and and it
0: is always changing so that's the uh that's the fun part about it because um it tests my biases and it continues to you know keep the all of the professions moving forward to uh to you know do the best for our clients and uh um, our customers
1: right awesome well, I think that uh that about wraps us up. any other topics you'd like to touch on before we head out
0: no, I think again just wrapping it back up to our three dials right so everyone just making sure. You're, as we get back into our activity, and we, I, we want you to um, get back to as much as you can, you can tolerate um, in, in, while listening to your body, modifying that frequency, that volume, and that load, and, uh, and continuing, of course, as we always say, Ben, to, to keep it moving.
1: Exactly, yep. Listen to your body. Consult with you know the experts experts that are in your corner, whether you have a physical therapist, a doctor, or a personal trainer, anything like that. Uh, the, their opinions are very very valuable right now. Um, but, yeah, like we always say, uh, you can reach out to us at keepitmovingpodcast at gmail.com. You can reach out to Andrew on Twitter or Instagram at loonstatephysio. We do love to hear from you guys. We love taking questions and we love interacting. So please keep those coming. Anyways, everybody, keep it moving.